0: Yeah, here you guys do longer Mm -hmm. sermons, but don't worry, I'm coming from the longer we do shorter (laughs) (laughs) sermons. So you're fine for today, you're going to be getting out so early uh, today. But yeah, you guys are going through this fantastic series, The Relationship Goals. Uh, and just looking into First Corinthians chapter thirteen, uh, I bet most of you guys have now by now kind of memorized this chapter because you've been reading it, and you're gonna continue reading it until you go uh, to. I think are you gonna go to verse thirteen? Probably, yeah. So you have you have a long way to go, uh, but it's good and it's beautiful. And um, you know, I've been listening to some sermons online that have been posted actually, and uh, there's been amazing, just amazing work. Uh, coming from this community, so you're being an encouragement not not only here but also to us uh, out there in Lilongwe. And today we're going to be reading the whole chapter again, First Corinthians 13, uh, and it's going to be up on the screen using the ESV version, and you can also pull it out from your Bibles. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys do this here, but we do this. Uh, if, if you can, please stand as we read the Word of God together. First Corinthians 13. This is one all the way to 30. Now if you can look it up on the screen, uh, it's there or you can look it up in your bible on your bible app or in your bible and I want us to read this together. Uh, so like literally reading it, uh together, yeah? yeah? All right, can we do this? Yeah. All right. Okay, all of us together. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but I have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes of things endures all things love never ends as for prophecies they will pass away as for tongues they will cease As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the passion will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, and I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three but the greatest of these is love let's pray god we thank you uh, for you our love and we thank you god for your love is just so amazing and so beautiful uh, and we thank you god for you are so glorious and when we look at your love we are so amazed and there's nothing that we could do but surrender to that so help us to surrender to you right now and this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Please have a seat. Uh, as Emma said, uh, that, um, I'm married to Kate in Gandawira and we're going to be having our firstborn uh, next month. So I'm quite excited about that. I'll be going to to be with her. She's already in Australia at the moment. But before I met Kate, uh, we've been married now three years. Uh, before I met Kate, uh Four years before I met her, I was in love uh, with another lady, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, this is the one, uh, you know, this is the one, and I'm going to get married uh, to this lady, to this woman. And we were together for like two years, and, uh, you know, we, we began, things began getting very, very serious. So I, uh, I said, you know what, I actually want to come to your parents' house, uh, because, you know, I wanted to ask uh, for their hand in marriage. Uh, and uh, you know things were getting really serious, so we set up a date. I'm going to come on this day, uh, and I think three months prior uh, to to for me to do this, um, this girl cheated on me. I know you can say, <laughs> 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 and
1: you
0: know the heartbreak that that caused was huge, humongous. In fact, uh, I remember before I got into this relationship, I prayed to God. I said to God. Hey, God, if this is not your will, may you please stir up the water so that it doesn't work. Uh, and for two years, I am mean, this God is not stirring the waters. I'm like, yes, is, God is so good. This is it. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to work. Um, but it didn't, uh, you know. And uh, because of the heartbreak that came out of that, I made vows. I said, I'm vowing from now on, I'm never going to fall in love ever again. This is it. I'm done with the relationships. I'm done with What is this thing, anyway, you know, called uh, marriage? I'm done with this stuff. I don't even want to do this. And uh, I have a friend who is uh, now, I think, 56 years old. He's single. He's been single all of his life. So I drove six hours to go and meet him uh, to say to him, Hey, give me tips on how I can uh, live like you. I want to be like you uh, so that I can live a single life, you know, for the rest of my life as you have done. But thank God for that heartbreak. <laughs> I'm now married oh, to the most amazing human being, and praise God uh, for it. But that happens, isn't it? Like when you, when you know, when your heart is broken, when your heart is broken, and you're like, you know what? I cannot do this. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, because we're all looking for safe spaces, isn't it? We're we're looking for safe spaces, and we tend to ask the question, you know, is this person safe? You know, if is, is this person safe? Will I be safe with this person? Will I be safe with this person? Now I want you to understand this is actually a wise question. Now, it's, not, it's not a bad question. It is a wise uh, question to ask and probably to consider. Like am I safe actually uh, with this person? Am I safe uh, with this person? But in light of the passage that we have read uh, this morning and just looking into the kind of love that First Corinthians 13 demands, you see that it actually this is not a selfish type of love. This is a, a self-giving love. Uh, this is other-focused you know, type of love uh, and that we are being asked uh, for us to, to live in. The kind of love that's deeper and, and, and somehow dangerous and risky. Uh, you know, this type of love. And, uh, and, and He commands us. Uh, you know, there's so many words into this, and most of them you have already looked uh, into them. And when I was kind of like meditating on this, uh, and I was I was taken back to see from verse one, and and, and what, uh, what Paul in how Paul started this scripture, and he says, if I, you know, if I, if I, if I speak, if I, if I have a gift, if if I have faith, if I give, if I deliver myself, if I, I can do all these things, but without love. I am nothing i can do all these things but without love i am nothing and i'm wondering why he's saying if i if i if i that's why i wanted us to actually read that together so that it makes you know we make it more personal i know that if i do this if i do this if i have this but without love it's all for nothing and i think probably paul is wanting is wanting to tell us something really amazing to say actually this passage is not about you know them it's actually about me you know, it's not about actually you or them it's actually you know he's speaking to me you know how do i live out love how do i live out love so the kind of love that paul is wanting to show us it's not the kind of love that is asking am i safe with this person is this person safe but actually it's the kind of love that wants us to ask are they safe with me are they safe with me it's not the kind of love that wants us to ask can i trust them can i trust you but can i be trusted can i be trusted can you trust me can i be trusted because it's putting it back onto us so that when we it does not want us to say hey i want to feel protected with that person but I i want that person to feel protected when they are with me. I want them to trust me. So it's not just saying, hey, uh, I wanted to see how other people should love you. No, but actually how you should um, love others and you should live that love. Because you can't control how others love you, but you can control how you love them. And this is where Paul is going. This is where Paul is going. So the question is, are you safe? Are you a safe person to be around Can you be trusted? I think you can. Yeah. Yeah? Oh. oh. I think you can be trusted. But can you be trusted all the time? Ish, probably not. Hey? I'm a pastor. Can I be trusted all the time?. <laughs> probably not, you know? I don't know. maybe some person is saying, no, I can be trusted. I can be trusted all the time. But you know what, do you remember that time when you say, you know what, I'm going to leave in the next 10 minutes and I'll be there. Uh, But then one hour later, you're still in the house. You can't even trust yourself. You can't even trust yourself. You can't even trust you, yourself. When you say, you know what, I'll be done with this task, uh, you know, tomorrow. And then one week later, that that task is still there. Yeah, it's still there. You're yet to actually... You know, get to it. You can't even trust yourself. I don't know if it has happened to you, but it happens to me probably so many times. When I come to God and I pray to God, to Jesus, to my Lord, I will never do this again. This is it, God. Please forgive me. I will never be here ever again. And then guess what? I find myself back again another day. Okay, this is it, Jesus. Like like now, 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 like dun, dun, dun done deal but we find ourselves going back isn't it why is that we can't even trust ourselves isn't it that we're gonna do what we will do now i don't want us to i don't want me to present to you an idea that you cannot trust people that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying actually we should trust people i remember a story uh, that i heard a while ago uh, of a friend of mine actually who, who worked with with me for like five years at uh, Flood and, and when he just came, uh, somebody else who had stayed here for a long time said, hey, don't ever trust Malawis. Uh, and, uh, and, and somehow he started living his, his life that way, which is by the way, the, this is the craziest advice you can ever give anyone anywhere in the world, you know, to never ever trust uh, people. I think we should trust people. But today i wanted us to kind of like explore this idea. That we can trust people, but we should entrust ourselves to Jesus. We can trust people and we should trust people, but we should entrust ourselves to Jesus. We should entrust ourselves to Jesus Christ. Because when you are looking at the demand of of the kind of love that God demands from us, of how we should show love, of how we should live out love into our world, is the kind of love that you will not do or show just by yourself. You cannot do this. You cannot do this with just human effort. You need God's help. So trust people. But I wanted us to look into this concept, into this truth of entrusting ourselves to Jesus. Entrusting ourselves to Jesus. Now, uh, trust is to place confidence in, in someone or to rely on someone or to confide and to repose faith. But while entrusting is to trust If you're entrusting yourself or you're entrusting something is you're handling something into the care of someone else. So entrusting yourself to God, to Jesus Christ, is you're giving yourself over to Jesus. You're giving yourself over to Jesus. And you're saying, I'm entrusting myself in your care. The mistake that we make is that we don't only just trust people, but we entrust ourselves to the people. And that's where the mistake comes in because there's no one else that can handle you as a soul. There's no one. There's no one that can handle your soul apart from God, apart from Jesus Christ. That's why when we are broken in our relationships, and when I say relationship, I I don't mean just like a married relationship, but with your friends, family, colleagues, everywhere, people that you come into contact with. When we are broken in those relationships and we feel devastated to the point like you know what, I am done. This is it, this is the end of me. We've got to check our heart underneath. We actually somehow ended up entrusting our souls into people's hands. And that is not helpful. In fact, it's so dangerous that when we entrust ourselves to people, but Jesus Christ, you know, wants all of us, you know, He wants us to entrust ourselves. Into His care to entrust ourselves into His care. So today I just wanted to pay attention to verse seven, uh, you know, of this of this passage. And uh, and verse seven, you know, says, "Love bears all things, and love believes all things. Love bears all things, and love believes all things." And I wanted to look first of all into that word bearing. You know, Be- love bears all things. Love bears all things. We, need, For us to actually bear all things, to show the kind of love that bears all things, we need to entrust ourselves to Jesus. Because when we entrust ourselves to Jesus, that's the only way that we're going to show the kind of love that bears all things. Bearing uh, here, uh, you know, can, I think it's more to do with uh, two things. Uh, protecting and enduring protecting and enduring and, and you know bearing all things assumes that love endures all things love endures all things now to endure uh, you know that to me comes uh, with an understanding that as you're showing love to other people there are certain hurts that you're going to experience there are certain hurts that you're going to experience that you have to endure As you are loving other people. There are certain hurts that you are going to experience as you are loving other people. Therefore, you need to entrust yourself to Jesus Christ. Because through Him, you can endure the hurts that will come with loving on others. You need to trust yourself to Jesus so that through Him you can endure the hurts that come when you are loving on others. We always think love comes without pain. But actually love comes with pain. You know, it's not only like just lovey-dovey. Sometimes it's lovey penny you, know, you know, a bit of pain uh, that comes in it. You know, you're loving on some, some person, but you got to kind of like, you know, bear, bear. And that word bear means means that there's suffering that happens in love. And And, and here, actually, the idea is not only just... A kind of suffering that you are showing publicly, like, hey, I'm suffering because I'm loving you, is actually a kind of suffering that happens silently. That happens silently. The kind of endurance that's happening silently. So, they have said some bad things about you in that meeting. And you say, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Enduring silently. Enduring silently. Oh, I was nice to to that person, but they were not nice back to me. And I favored them in that situation, but they did not return the favor. You know what? I'm not going to bring it up. I'll just let it go. I will endure it silently. That's bearing all things. I will endure it silently. I thought they would give me the benefit of a doubt before they say those things. And those things really hurt me. But you know what? I will endure it. Love bears all things. Love bears all things. Now, just, just to clarify here, bearing all things, uh, that word all things does not mean necessarily all things. It means, you know, some, uh, um, a kind of things that, that come along, uh, you know, in love. Uh, because I don't want you to get the idea that I'm encouraging, what about if you're in an abusive relationship? And I'm not encouraging that you stay in an abusive uh, relationship because love is never overpowering or domineering. It's never like that. But I want us to see the concept of kind of love that Paul is inviting us to. That is love that bears all things. And the kind of love that bears of all things is the kind of love that is willingly will suffer silently for the hurts caused willingly to suffer silently and you bear it because you love them and that happens in relationship all the time isn't it you know there's a the right way to squeeze that toothpaste you know but there's some people you know that i don't know where they come from they squeeze it on the neck first come on come on we gotta start it from the bottom you know Start it from the bottom now we're here you know we got there's the right way How to squeeze toothpaste. But that's happening in your family and you've spoken about all these things and people are not changing. You know what? You will bear that. Silently suffering and endure. Because love bears all things. Love bears all things. Love bears all things. And does not do this publicly, does it? Silently. So entrust yourself to God. Entrust yourself to Jesus. For you to bear all things you gotta entrust yourself to jesus hand yourself over to christ because through him you see that jesus christ he bears all kinds of things and he bears it from us all the time isn't he he's bearing us he's bearing all kinds of things from us so when you entrust yourself to jesus christ to christ himself you will begin to have a better perception when other people hurt you when you are loving on them. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 says, Do you not know that your borders are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from. You are not your own. You are not your own. When you entrust yourself to Jesus Christ, you are saying, I am not my own. I do not belong to myself. I belong to him. I belong to my king. And therefore, I will surrender. If he invites me to endure and to bear this hurt, I will. I will do it because I belong to God and I do not belong to, to anyone else. I belong to God alone. So entrust yourself to Jesus because through him you can endure all things. And secondly, entrust yourself to Jesus because through him you can overlook other people's faults. Through him we can overlook other people's thoughts. Um, you know, I, I, I was saying that another concept of uh, of bearing all things is that all things is actually uh, protecting, uh, protecting. I think it's the NIV uh, which says in verse seven that love always protects and always trusts, always protects and always uh, trusts. And Peter says that love covers a multitude of sins, doesn't he? Love covers over. A magnitude of sin. So how can you overlook other people's faults? Only when you entrust your soul to Jesus Christ. In the relationships that you're in. In the way that you can love other people better. Is when you entrust yourself to God. To Him. And now here covering or protecting uh, is, uh, is more to do with not shaming people when they fall out. Not shaming people Not judging people when they fall off Oh have you heard what happened in Humphreys this week Some of, some people get bringing to prayer Oh you know let's just pray for Pastor Humphreys. Uh, he was found drunk this week And we just you know uh, As a way of spreading that gossip Yeah I don't get drunk by the way So let's, <laughs> just let's just you know, Put that out there But this is not to do with shaming Covering does not mean, uh, you know, throwing the sins under the rug, you know, like overlooking the sins and be like, oh, no, he's, he's, no, no, we didn't see what he's, you know, what he said in that meeting. We didn't see what, you know, how he said that, that, that was wrong. It's not overlooking, but uh, it's not overlooking the sin, but it's actually saying, you know what, this person is as fallen as I am, and therefore I'm not going to shame them uh, for their sin. I'm not going to judge them, uh, you know, to Bring them into condemnation. I will not condemn them uh, into, into hellfire. Because we know uh, that all of us have received God's grace. Have received God's grace. So entrust yourself to Jesus. Because it is through Him that you can see or overlook the faults of other people. Because through Jesus Christ, then you have a better perception of your own faults. And when you look up to him and say, Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me, I, a wretched man. Thank you for rescuing me, a sinner, a failure. Thank you, Jesus. Because through Christ, you can see your own redemption. Through Christ, you can see the grace that he has bestowed upon you. And therefore, you can also trust that God will redeem those other people's faults. You know, he will redeem those people. That have wronged you. He will redeem those people. That have done you wrong. He will redeem those people. That you can see their faults. God will redeem. Will redeem them. So through Jesus Christ. When you entrust yourself to him. You can overlook other people's faults. You can overlook it. And be gracious towards them. Be gracious towards them. I think it's Galatians 6. um, It talks about being gentle. When we are. You know, uh, restoring believers, isn't it? Like being gentle. And I've actually have been thinking a lot about this and um, I find that um, when you're helping someone else get back onto track, uh, you know if they're walking with the Lord, whatever sin it is that they're struggling with, somehow that sin begins to trigger some sins in you. I don't know if this, you know, like you, you gotta kind of just pay attention and you see it happening. Either it could be the same sins that they're confessing to you or certain other sins around it that begin to trigger you. That's why scripture talks about being humble and being gentle. Uh, because in that, you can see, you can begin to look into your own soul. You can begin to look inside of you. So entrust yourself to Jesus. Number three, entrust yourself to Jesus. Because through Christ, you can believe the best in people. Through Jesus, you can believe the best in people. Uh, there's a. Uh, Uh, The second part of that that verse says, love believes all things. Love believes all things. Love believes the best uh, in people. Uh, uh, Some of you probably have heard of the fundamental attribution error. The fundamental attribution error. The fundamental attribution error, uh, what it does is that it assigns action, or it assigns assigns intention to people's actions. Yeah, it assigns intention to people, its action, but justifies its own intentions or actions. So what happens, for instance, if you came to church uh, late, yeah? uh, or maybe you've seen somebody else coming into church late, and you're like, oh, look, they don't love the Lord. Why are they even coming at 10 past 10? They don't even love Jesus enough. They don't pray enough. They're not committed to Jesus enough. But then when you come to church late, you just spy your own actions Oh, traffic was so bad today things were not right today
1: you
0: know it happens to me a lot this uh, you know uh, the fundamental tradition era when I'm driving you know and you know some some guy like overtakes me uh, you know in a way that I don't approve and uh, you know in that moment I just assume oh look at this person I wish there's a truck coming on the opposite end okay. Don't judge me. I'll eh? <laughs> take them down. But you know what? I'll just find my own actions when I do something like that. I'm running late. I need to be with that person. I need to be with that person. I need to do that. I need to do this. So we tend to... Uh, we tend to attribute intention to the people's action. The reason why they did this is because of this. The reason why they say those things is because of this. But there's no way you can know people's intentions unless if they tell you what they meant that's the only way you will never know any other way you can't just say oh the reason why they're sitting there is because of this no you can't know that it's in their heart unless they tell you that so love believes all things it believes the best in people it believes the best in people and we need to avoid this uh the fundamental attribution error but for us to believe the best in people, we need to entrust ourselves to Jesus Christ. Because through Jesus Christ, we see the way He sees us. The Bible says that though we were still sinners, yet when we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Before we say, I love you, Lord. Before we were singing, before you are here singing to God. Before you took a step to pray, He died for you. He died for you and he said you no know, I looked at Theo and say you know what she'll be my daughter looked at Humphreys and say hey, he will be my son even though he's messing around right now but he'll be my son he'll come and believe in my name God has really rebuked me on this in my own family um, I, I am a second born in a family of seven and uh, my father passed away when I was uh, 16 years old, and I was in secondary school, and um, I, I found it really hard to pay for tuition then. Most of you could probably relate with that story, uh, because my father was, uh, was the breadwinner in the family. And um, when my father passed away, all of us were uh, were staying in Nelongo, in the city, uh, but life changed for, for, her, for our family. Uh, this meant that we had to uh, To find another option. We can no longer live in the city. I come from the north in Zimba, So we had to drive to the north uh, in Zimba to go and stay there Now uh, life in the village is, is not easy. So, so hard. Uh, the nearest school to us, secondary school, you would have to be walking uh, I think uh, three hours to go to school Uh, So, thankfully, I had an uncle uh, who was living in Ilonga and said, Hey, Humphreys, you and your older brother, you can come and stay with me in Ilonga so you can continue to do school. But the rest of my siblings went home and they stayed there. In fact, two of them and my mom, they're still there up to now. Uh, And when they were there, uh, one of my brothers, um, you know, we began labeling him as uh, the blood sheep of the family uh, just because... Uh, you know he was making bad choices and uh, getting drunk and all kinds of stuff and we're like you know what we cannot trust this guy with money so um he's actually he comes after me but we trust more uh the the other guys and not him so if we're sending money home we're not sending it to him we're sending it to the other guys uh, so he's already feeling left out in here you know uh in my home village he's the oldest yeah he's the oldest thing um, But I would trust the younger guys. And his behavior just began getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Until I think last year, very recent, until 2019, uh, when I went home. And I was talking to him, and it just really dawned on me on that day that, oh, wait a minute. This kid, he was 12 years old when his father died. Because i've always looked into this story like my father died but i never looked into the story like his father died and he went to the home village where he's now starting to farm he is feeding my mother in my home village he is the guy that people consider to be an older guy there so he's you know he shoots in my family I don't know how much of this story has broken him, or the trauma that he carries. And why do I just assume that, you know, he's irresponsible, and not consider the pain he has endured? I never considered it. Two days ago, I was in Cape Town. I wasn't even thinking of my family. I had a dream. In that dream, my brother was saying, Why are you doing this to me, Humphreys? 2 a.m., I woke up, I couldn't go back to sleep. I had labeled him the black sheep in the family, but did not consider the pain he has endured all these years to be removed from the city and to grow up in the village. I don't even know what goes on now. I'm driving a car. I have a house in the city. Love believes the best in people. I have not done that going to be taking a step next week to meet be him because after that I leave for Australia to be with my wife but I'll be meeting with my brother and I'm going to ask him what do you need, how can I help you because God has really me. I don't know for you some of you maybe have actually been treated as a blood sheep in the family maybe you're the one that has felt this Maybe you're my brother. Some of you are like me, that we have not considered the hurt that the people in our family have experienced. We've been so selfish. The father you despise, what, are they, what has he gone through? The mother you despise, what has she gone through? The sister you despise, what has she gone through? The uncle that you call the drunk uncle. What has he gone through? What have they gone through? What traumas of their carriage that you don't know about? Maybe they're not even able to express. Most especially in my culture, my young brother will not say this is why I'm acting this way. He would never express it. Either because maybe he can't even identify the pain, he can't even identify the trauma. So, we get a love on people. Now it can happen that I can go next to to my brother and say, hey, brother, how should I help you? And uh, my brother can say, hey, uh, you know, I need some money uh, to do this. And probably, maybe I would be, you know, well positioned to give him that money. And it might happen that a month later that money is gone. Maybe he will, you know, spend it all on something that I will also consider oh how could we actually do that it's risky but love is risky because we have been changed by a love that was not safely given we have been changed you and I are here because we've been changed by a love that was not safely given Jesus Christ took a bigger risk on you he took a big risk on you. Did he not know that you're going to abandon him? Did he not know that you're going to sin and betray him? Do you think he didn't know that Peter would betray him? He did. How about Judas? He did. How about the 12 apostles when they abandoned him and he was alone on the cross? Did he not know that they will? But he took a big risk on them. He took a big risk on them. And that's the kind of love that changes hearts. The kind of love that you and I have been changed by. is the kind of love that was not given safely. He took a big risk on it. We are changed by a love that was unsafely given. And therefore, when you're going to go and love on others, do not consider the risk. Do not say, oh, it's too risky to love on them. It's going to be risky anyway. Don't even don't, don't 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 even let your past hurts hinder you from loving on people. Saying, Oh, they hurt me, I cannot go on and do this again. Because he, Jesus Christ took a big risk on you. And he still loves you today. And he's gonna love you even for the sins you're gonna commit tomorrow. He's gonna still love on you. He is for you and he is with you. So we do not love others because it is safe to love them, but because Jesus matters more than our safety. We are not going to love on them because it is safe, but because Jesus Christ matters more than my safety. Therefore, I'm going to love on my brother. Therefore, you should love on them. You should love on them. So for you, who in your life who in your life do you need to change your wrong attitude towards? For me, it's my brother. Who is it for you? Who in your life do you need to change your wrong attitude towards? what? Who in your life do you need to intentionally show love this week? Who in your life? And and, and, and go with those that deserve it the, the, the least. You know, the ones that you will not... Uh, think of either because they hurt you or you have a wrong view of them. Think of those guys. And just take a moment this week to entrust yourself to Jesus so that you can love one another better. So that you can love one another better. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, We love because He first loved us. We love because He first loved us. The love we have received becomes more alive when we give it. This love that we have received from Jesus becomes more alive. It's more life changing when we we give it to others. So I want to encourage you to love on others uh, this week and trust yourself to Jesus so that you can love other people better. And trust yourself to God. So that you can love other people better And entrusting is more to do with surrender When you can say God not my will but your will be done Not my desire but your desire be done Not me but you take charge of And I would like us to just take that moment right now Where we could just pray to God And say I'm entrusting myself to you I am surrendering to your will If you want me to bear all things I want to bear all things if you want me to believe the best in people, I want to do that. If you want me to change uh, the, long, the wrong attitude that I have on people, I want to do that. So help me, God. Help me, Jesus Christ. I would like us to just take a moment uh, that we could pray uh, together. So maybe just take, just take a moment and just close your eyes and just pray to God silently and just, just entrusting yourself and surrendering. Jesus, you have loved us, and we are able to respond to your love because you have loved us first. So, God, I pray that you help us to share your love on others, to bear all things. You, You will help us to see the best in people. Because of your goodness, that we surrender ourselves to you, we surrender our hearts to you, we surrender our desires and wills to you, we surrender to you, God. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 We're gonna worship God one more time, and um, as we're worshiping God. Uh, One more time, and I wanted you to just remember. Remember that God does not only love people that do lovely things. He actually loves those that do unlovely things, you and I, so that we can worship Him from that place. And, and, and worship and glorify his name so we're gonna just stand and just worship god one more time and if there are people that want to receive prayer a couple of people will just be standing there if you want to come and, and be prayed for or for a situation that's coming ahead and you're like i don't know how i'll, I'll go about this we're just going to be standing here if you want to come and, uh, and and receive prayer